2: Bella here and welcome back to the Deliciously Cellar podcast. Today we're going to be speaking to cake enthusiast, food writer and Instagrammer Felicity Spectre. There's all sorts of claims
3: about things curing illnesses and you know things curing chronic conditions just by eating coconut oil and you just think well if it was that easy doctors would have given you a tub of coconut oil and gone with it you know it's not it's complicated and people somebody might have found it helped them well that's lovely but it doesn't mean that it's a
2: cure-all. So I decided over the weekend that maybe it was time for me to actually start doing some exercise. Um, I'm not, like, into the whole beach body thing, but I was like, you know what? It is good for you. It does make me feel a bit better. I'm going to go. And so instead of just being, like, a normal person and being like, oh, you know what? I'll sign up for the gym. I might go for a bit of a jog, you know, like, touch a weight. I was like, no, I'm going health leather. I'm going in. I'm going to go spinning. So I go spinning on Sunday morning. The woman's like, oh, has anyone not spun before? I was like, mm, I've spun five years ago sure this is gonna be absolutely fine and then during the class about halfway through I realized that I am so under equipped for this it's so hard she makes us like put our hands on our heads while off the seat trying to like hold yourself in position it was absolutely awful and then at the end I got off my legs collapsed underneath me like I was in Bridget Jones. And then everyone starts stretching, but the stretch was basically like a squat. So I was like, I absolutely can't do that. I've just fallen over. So I just stand there like panting, drinking water and drying myself off and then hobbled out of the gym. And my legs are like jelly. And I went to Marks and Spencer's and I called my flatmate and I was like, I can't walk any further. You're going to need to come and get me in the car. She was like, oh, you're a disgrace. You're just so smug because he went spinning. I was like, smug? I'm absolutely not smug. I've died. And um. It's now been two days since the spin, and this is absolutely the worst it's been. So I couldn't really sleep last night, um, and I'm not, I'm not really sure why, and I was in quite a lot of pain in the old legs, and I just I got off and I put deep heat on my legs about four times. And uh, when my husband came into my room this morning, it stank of deep heat. She was like, this is the worst. And now I can't walk upstairs without leaning on a banister, or downstairs pretty much at all. I am not the person who's walking up or down the escalator today. I'm like, great. How am I? How am I going to stop myself dying alone if I can't even work out without like genuinely injuring myself forever? So today I've come into the hub of Channel 4 News, which is very exciting and very highbrow, um, to speak to Felicity Specter, who is a food writer, Instagrammer and cake expert. Hello, Felicity.
3: Hello, hello. This is exciting.
2: Um, this is so great, thank you so much. So, I think that you and I share a passion, and that, I believe, is for gluten. <laughs> gluten and sugar, <laughs> definitely. Gluten and sugar, I mean, the two enemies of society. I think they're excellent, we're going to eat a load of them today. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the current, sort of, gluten, sugar amnesty that's going on? Well, I just feel really sad.
3: What's poor old wheat done to deserve being the demon of the world? I mean, my grandparents were Ukrainian. Um, I never knew them, sadly. they They passed away long before I was born, but... They grew up in wheat fields. I basically have wheat in my blood. If I don't eat wheat, I get a bit of a stomachache, to be quite honest. I don't quite understand where all these, these bloating people are coming from. If, if I just had fruit and salad all day, I, it would be a nightmare. Um, you know, a lovely bit of bread, a nice bit of pastry.
2: You know, these are the joyful things in life. I genuinely think the bread is my favourite food. I know it's boring, but there's nothing for me that is better than a bread basket in a restaurant.
3: Well, I am now a judge in the World Bread Awards, and uh, yeah, I did it last year, and to celebrate, I wore my Victoria Beckham dress to the World Bread Awards, because I thought that she would probably approve of, of this kind of activity, yes. and basically, there's a massive room full of bread, and we all judge different tables, so I, I quickly commented the fruit bread table, because I thought this would be even better, because, you know, a bit, more, a bit more raisins and things like that, yeah, a few scones maybe, that kind of thing. It did vary, You know how disappointing it is when you cut into a fruit bread or um, a hot cross bun and there's, like, one raisin? Mm. You're like, where the hell is the fruit? Like, I bought this because I wanted the luxury of all the kind of juicy sultanas and things. And it's like, what like, what, what's this one raisin? Like, who gets the raisin if they cut it in half? Like, oh, hang on, I want this half. That's the kind of, you know, <laughs> fancy bit. Anyway, then some were like ludicrously overloaded and there wasn't barely any bread in between. You could hardly cut the thing. But you know, the perfect proportion, the perfect ratio, that was, that was the kind of the winning loaf. Basically, when I became a judge, I said, I'll have anything except the, the gluten-free table, please. I'm not judging the gluten-free breads all afternoon. That would just be like a bit of a, a sad day. So I dodged that one. Um, but it was great fun. There was a massive, massive table. The biggest category was for all the sourdoughs, and they looked so impressive.
2: It was actually held in a
3: church. It was like a worshiping of bread. It was amazing. Oh
2: that sounds absolutely amazing. I think that a clean eater would look at that and faint. I've heard um, that on fo- on photo shoots, girls have been known to not want to touch bread because they're so afraid of gluten. So. They'll be like, oh, hold a loaf of bread just for a joke. Obviously, we don't want you to eat it or anything. And they're like, "Mm -mm, I will not touch bread. Like, what's happened? When did food become poison? Someone trolled me on Saturday saying, I don't know why someone would want to seem down to earth and funny more than being worried about poisoning their body. Everything we put into our bodies is potentially harmful. I was like, it's all FDA approved at the end of the day. I
3: mean, I can understand. If it, well, I've got a colleague, you know, who's, who's celiac who can't eat gluten, well, that's you know, that's fair enough. She's mm. got a, a proper disease, an allergy. Um, but yeah, it's just really bizarre. It's like, okay, I can understand people not wanting to feed their kids kind of, you know, E numbers and all that kind of thing, you know. And if and I like, I personally like to have uh, organic. Well, I'm not obsessed with organic, but I like kind of sourdough bread, homemade bread. It's not, I don't particularly go for like the sliced wraps and stuff because it doesn't taste very much, but you know it's just a shame that a whole food group is like demonized and there's nothing bad about anything that you put in your body unless it's you know cigarettes or you know neat alcohol or something like that I mean there are a few things that aren't that great and obviously everything in moderation well except I don't really do that myself I have to say if there's a cream tea in front of me it's going but uh, (laughs) you know yesterday at the Chelsea Flower Show there was the option of going on a tour of the flower show with one of the floral designers or finishing the scones wasn't really a contest
2: <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm there in the scones I've got to the point where I start getting sort of invited to stuff now and they're like would you be free you know sort of at 10am on a Monday morning to go for tea at the Dorchester I'm like obviously I will make myself free and I will eat everything and all of the fashion bloggers will take pictures of things and poke things I literally am just like blah, blah. I went to Cafe Morano the other day and um I got, I got to sort of eat whatever I wanted on the menu and I just had to sort of take a picture. And um, my flatmate and I ate and drank so much that we passed out in our Uber on the way home. And we sort of came to groaning on the sofa and we were like, know, that's how i meant to do it. I think you just have like a bite of each thing. You don't know, order everything on the menu and eat it all. I don't
3: know. It's a shame to waste it if it's there and it's I hate good food. Yeah, food. My God. Worst I mean, that. Thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, food waste is is, is really sad. And yeah. if you can't take it in a doggy bag, you might as well finish it when it's there. I mean, I was yeah. well brought up to finish everything on my plate. I mean, I do sometimes now. If I go to a restaurant, sometimes the chef sends out like a few extra desserts. We, you know, like, oh, we know you like your desserts. And like, it's ice cream or something. You can't take it. You can't pack it to go. So you think, it's so lovely, I'm not gonna leave it. And I know the idea is you're not meant to take you know, to take the, the whole lot of everything, but it seems really really rude. If someone's made something and they've sent it out for you and they cooked it specially and stuff like that, it seems really mean not to kind of you know, not to have it, especially if it's really nice. But you know, that's one of the hazards of the job. I know, God. <laughs>
2: the curses. But there are lots of perks, you get to eat a lot of cake.
3: I do. I mean, today, for instance, I've been sent this amazing patisserie by this lovely lady called Poppy, who, uh, from Poppy and Sebastian, who's done these beautiful, beautiful sort of French patisserie, absolutely exquisite. Uh, it all, I mean, you'll see people saying they're too pretty to eat. Yeah. Nothing's ever too pretty to eat. Let's just, you know, let's just put would, this in perspective. There'll be another one. That yeah. Like... Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a, it, you know, it's a work of art, but it's there to be eaten. Yeah. So I think we should, you know, really sort of do that justice. But yeah, they look absolutely exquisite. I mean, she's got these beautiful colours and mousses and pastry and things like that. I yeah, mean,
2: so good. how could that be poison? It's beautiful. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on this sort of... Um, I went to a cafe the other day and they had sort of a, a vegan, sugar-free, gluten-free cake. Can it ever be delicious?
3: I have judged the Great Taste Awards now for about 10 years. And um, you, you basically you can't choose what you judge. You get you sit on a table of four judges and you get given a list of things, of food that you're going to get that morning. Um, it's a completely bizarre roller coaster of food. So you sort of have a pork chop, cheese, lemon juice, olive oil, cupcake, uh, lasagna, jam, honey, more cheese, some bacon, and it kind sort of comes into any old order and stuff like that. It's quite the breakfast, really. It does get rid of anyone's hang ups if they're thinking, oh, I couldn't possibly have, you know. A lasagna at 8:30 in the morning. Well, just get on with it. It's not going to kill you. Um, and, and some, not all of them, are kind of you know going to be winning any of these awards. Uh, some of them are fantastic, um, but your heart always sinks when you see that you've got the gluten-free vegan cupcake on your table. You know, oh God, let's just get rid of that. And a lot of times, they're they're really not that pleasant. But there are some that are really good. It's quite surprising. And then, you know, if they get an award for it, then that just shows how good they are because they get judged on a par with all the other cakes. It's mm. not like, oh, this is good for a vegan cupcake. Yeah. Um, it's got to be, like, as good as any other cake in its category. So it's quite interesting to see the difference. I have a friend who used to run a bakery up the road and she worked really hard to make a vegan cupcake because there was some demand for it. And it, it took her a while, but she... She used to be, you know, an executive pastry chef at a big Michelin-starred restaurant, so she had a pretty good background. She didn't just sling in some coconut oil and a bit of, you know, fairy dust and hope for the best.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm doing an Edinburgh show at the moment, which is As Deliciously Cellar, and it's essentially just a giant parody of all of the things. So there's loads of coconut oil, there's lots of nutributing. The whole thing is about gluten being a great evil. So it's it's all gotten a bit nuts, and I feel like it's kind of really great timing because something's really like changed i think almost in the past month there's been a real drive of people going we've had enough and we're slightly concerned there's no science behind this
3: yeah i mean the trouble is i mean there are people who are proper trained dietitians and and then there's nutritionists and a lot of nutritionists could say they are you know they can just say that without having any background or an online qualification or something like that and that's the problem and you've got a blog and you've written a few recipes or something, and it doesn't mean they're very nice, but you can't tell whether those people are, are, are talking the truth or not. And because nowadays everyone believes everything they read, even if it's online and it could be by anybody, I mean, that's the reason, you know, you have trusted sources for things and you have people who have a proper background and know, that, know what they're talking about. And there's all sorts of claims about things curing illnesses and you know things curing chronic conditions just by eating coconut oil and you just think well if it was that easy doctors would have given you a tub of coconut oil and gone with it you know it's not it's complicated and people somebody might have found it helped them well that's lovely but it doesn't mean that it's a cure-all and I think that's the trouble it's a kind of A way of being on a diet without it sounding like you're really on a diet. You just say, well, I'm gluten intolerant or something. I can't have any of that bread or rice or pasta or potato. It just narrows down your diet so much that you're just existing on, you know, some sort of kale smoothie or something, which, God, sounds grim.
2: Yeah. I spoke to someone from um, ABC News Australia yesterday, and she was like, why women? Why do we all just go, go along with these things? And why are we so desperate to find this follow these really ridiculous lifestyles and I'm like because we're all obsessed with being thin we're all sort of conditioned to believe that being thin is the most important thing that we could do and if by eating this specific way we are able to be thin but without really any effort because it's a lifestyle then that's what we want but I'm like but it's not really without any effort because you don't get to eat Whispers anymore and you you have to do handstands all the time and you you probably shouldn't have a full-time job because paid work will probably get in the way with what you're doing. These things are so expensive as
3: well that's what no one ever brings up like if you followed all the guidelines and bought sort of organic this that and the other and special you know sort of substitutes for everything and quinoa and it's really not cheap at all and you you know you'd be spending hundreds of pounds a week if you weren't careful on sort of green juice it's seven quid for a bottle in some of these places yeah yeah I mean one of one of the well-known wellness cafes and they say, you can get a whole day of delicious and nutritious food for just £35. You think, hang on, 30, £35? When you look at the picture of what the day of food is, it's like basically some kind of porridge, two juices and a salad. And you're like, a day? And hang on, 35 quid? I mean, it, you know, that I'm sure it's lovely, it really tastes delicious, but it's expensive and most people can't afford that kind of money on like a couple of bits of food when they, you know, they'd still need something else in the evening. Or, you know, yeah. they just wouldn't get by. You can't sustain that on a daily basis unless you're really well off.
2: Mm. My friends and I call um, Holland and Barrett Holland and bankrupt because you go and you just look in the windows and you're like how is that white maca powder £25? There's a
3: whole corner actually in Whole Foods Market where there's like all these powders, they're all different colours and everything there's like a little powder corner and uh, yeah they're all sort of lurid green and purple and red and things like that and you can sprinkle them on your bowl of achi berry or however you pronounce it and it's basically a drink but it's in a bowl and it's got little special lined up bits of banana and a blueberries sm- a smoothie <laughs>
2: bowl they love bowls rainy ingredients in bowls is really good yeah. so, it's a real... you have to
3: line them up you have to you have to have ages to kind of specially line up all the little seeds mm. in a special row yeah it has and to be then in a row. maybe because it's not allowed to contaminate the banana like you have to have a barrier between the banana and the blueberry otherwise mayhem could happen <laughs> exactly who knows <laughs> god forbid that they stray into each other's <laughs> area exactly. apocalypse now yeah.
2: So I'm sure everyone's heard about the Muirfield golf course fiasco of this week. So if you haven't, Muirfield is this really, really famous golf course where they play the Open and it's really old, it's in Scotland. It's also really near my house. And a lot of my family friends have voted against women being allowed into the clubhouse. So I text my dad and I'm going home next weekend and I was like, just so you know, um, if Muirfield is on fire, it was me. Hand me in. I'm torching the clubhouse. And he was like, ha ha, don't think you're alone there. And then I had this really good plan. My dad's able to go in. And I was like, please will you take me in, dressed as a boy, and then when I'm inside, I will rip off my clothes and reveal myself to be a woman. Dad was like, right, so you want to expose your breasts in the clubhouse to my friends And all of these old men, I was like, absolutely, that's what I'm asking. He was like, funnily enough, no. So, as a cake expert, if you had to pick one last cake to have with you, or to take to a desert island, one cake that you could take, what would it be? Oh God, well you see... It's really difficult to choose just
3: one, but I think it would have to be. Well, it would have to be a baked cheesecake because I'm Jewish, so I have to have a proper baked... None of these frothy, meringue, you know, creamy things. Set cheesecakes, no, that's not even a cheesecake. That is a crime against cheesecake. I want a baked cheesecake, and my favourite flavour of cheesecake is pumpkin cheesecake that they have at Thanksgiving. It uses canned pumpkin, so it's got you know a nice smooth texture. It's got lots of cinnamon, all that kind of thing. pecan nuts, maybe. Yeah except if I didn't have a fridge I'd have to eat it all at once really quickly because it might go a bit funny but that, that, that would just have to happen but no, pumpkin cheesecake
2: that does sound good do you think I've eaten very many pumpkiny things? in America because I
3: lived in America I was at Harvard for a, um, a year and a half and I stayed on for a bit afterwards um, I had a mid-career uh, sabbatical, um, and I got completely obsessed with pumpkin things. I hadn't really had them before, but it, I, you know, when I arrived, it was like September, obviously, and beginning of term. But also, everything, all the shops had like pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bagels. I had a pumpkin bagel with pumpkin cream cheese. That was kind of pushing the boat out a bit. Uh, pumpkin cakes, pumpkin loaf. And, of course, pumpkin cheesecake. And pumpkin pie, obviously, which, you know, is a kind of king of the king of pumpkins.
2: The pumpkin spice latte is the, like, quintessential basic bitch drink. Apparently people who wear Uggs and have yoga pants on always drink a pumpkin spice latte.
3: Well, it's become the sign of autumn. That autumn is coming. You know autumn is coming. Yeah. Forget the, you know, the, the, the clock's changing or something. It's when they bring the pumpkin spice latte out. Apparently that's it. That's when you know you can change into your autumn. You can bring out the winter jive. Heating really? goes on.
2: Really? Yeah. The pumpkin spice latte. I don't think I've ever had one.
3: Well, I don't drink milk or weird alternative milks either, so um, I've never tried one either. But I like my pumpkin in sort of food form. I mean, as with all things, I mean kale, don't mind it, Sauteed, a bit of butter and garlic. Yeah, not meant to be juiced. Like none of these things are meant to be turned into a sort of thin dribble of sour liquid. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, my friend is is trying to disguise the fact that she's on a juice cleanse from me because she knows how angry I get about it. She's like, I had this really delicious gazpacho for lunch today. I'm like, what you mean that juice that you made in NutriBullet this morning? She's like, no, no, no. It was like it was like a gazpacho. I'm like, you're so drunk after one glass of wine, and you've been so crumpy today. You are on a juice cleanse. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with any questions or any stories, I would love to hear from you. It's deliciouslystellar at gmail.com.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
1: Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors